0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Namaste Bitches Podcast with me, your host, Abagaliah Shaman. This is a wellness podcast where I get people from all walks of life, ask them for one piece of advice, and we go from there. We've had a lot of health professionals on the last couple of episodes, so I thought it would be exciting to to get a creative person on the podcast. And uh, my friend Tom Tuck came and talked to me for an hour, and I'm really excited about it. He is a a stand-up comedian and all-around entertainer, and we talk a lot about uh, creativity and how he takes care of himself uh, during the Edinburgh Fringe. Edinburgh Fringe comes up a lot so, if you are a uh, performer and you are thinking about going to the Edinburgh Fringe, this is a good episode for you to listen to. But let's get right to it. Here is Tom Tuck. All right. Uh, so, Tom Tuck, what is your piece of advice?
1: Um, my piece of advice is thus To walk the line, sometimes one must fall the wrong side.
0: That's beautiful. Thanks. Did you come up with that or is that a quote from I someone? I think
1: I came up with that. Yeah. I like
0: it. And what is that? what does that mean to you specifically? Like when have you walked the line and fallen the wrong side and has that been a good experience?
1: <laughs> uh, I, well, I just think that um, certainly as a comedian and as a person, you shouldn't be doing easy things. Mm-hmm. You should be trying to do ambitious things yeah and that's not always going to work and don't let that dishearten you <laughs> it not working is a sign that you were trying to do something ambitious
0: yeah do you think a lot of people in our community being the comedy community do you think people try to play it safe too much
1: um i don't think people try to play it safe. i think people end up playing it safe if you see what i mean
0: yeah how do you why do you think that happens I have an idea of why I think it happens because wanna... you get paid. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you get paid to do a to do a a, a consistent job, mm-hmm. and you know there's a reason that the Eagles sell more records than Bjork does.
0: Yeah, well put. <laughs>
1: and I love the Eagles. Yeah, but you know we'd all like to be Bjork, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've never really thought much about Bjork, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, I listened to Hyper Ballad again yesterday.
0: God, I, what a song nice. That yeah, that's a beautiful song. What, uh, is there any instance currently in your life that you have walked the line or you are walking the line that is uh, exciting for you right now?
1: Well, I've just decided I'm not going to do the solo show in Edinburgh this year. Oh, I big did in, decision. did it in Leicester mm-hmm. um, and... It's not going to be ready, <laughs> but because it is like quite an ambitious conceit.
0: What's what's the conceit? I don't want to give that away. Okay, actually. fair enough.
1: Um, it, it it just really there's a it's a big sort of ta-da yeah. at the end, which worked just about in Leicester. Like no one saw it coming. and They went oh, but I had to rely on loads of old material and mm. thing to. And I don't want. I want it to be very specific material that justifies all the all the, mm-hmm. the the steps on the way to the big reveal. The big reveal. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Fair. OK, right. sounds good. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I think, again, especially being a comedian in the UK, people put a lot of pressure on going to Edinburgh. So I feel like a lot of people in your situation would be like, it doesn't quite work yet. But I'll figure it out by August. Well, well,
1: I'm going to Edinburgh, so I'm going to do a a compilation show that I will host. Oh, cool. So I'll have stage time every day to work out these bits of material that are going to be be the building blocks of the show. So Mm -hmm. I want them all to be genuinely like workable five-minute, ten-minute bits Mm -hmm. um, that I could do elsewhere, but when I put them into the structure of the show, which will include, I think, current, in the current thinking, um, some stripping. Okay. I th- yeah, I'm going to be wearing like, a lot of clothes. I often wear a lot of layers. Yeah. And I, so- I came up with this thing for Leicester where I would go, I, I'm, I'm wearing, it's quite warm in here, it's, I'm wearing a little bit too much, but if I like you, I'll take something off.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And I just kept, every time I got a big laugh, I have just kept taking another piece of, <laughs> of clothing off. So I was then down to just my pants. Um, and then I put a dress on, and then I sang a country song. <laughs> but I want the material <laughs> to be to get to get like uh, poured into that structure. Yeah, I want the material to be.
0: You don't want it to just that, be wedged do, the, in, yeah.
1: The uh, material that only works in that context. I want that to be material that was good enough anyway. Then I put it into this high concept, <laughs> yeah. high concept con- uh, context, and. Uh, fingers crossed yeah it'll work that's a, yeah. so I'm gonna have a, a year of yeah tw- a f- 26 afternoons yeah working on bits
0: very cool ah good luck I usually when it comes to Edinburgh I just try to wedge it in you know what I mean like I'm like no I'll figure it out by Edinburgh and well, like my- this year this past year, uh, the show I did, I I've, I've very openly told people that by the end of Edinburgh, I was like, yeah, I should have waited. Because <laughs> I was like, no, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And I'm like, I never figured it
1: out. <laughs> well, my set, like my first show, 2011, was really high concept.
0: Yeah. It nominated as well, right? Mm, yes. No big
1: nominated cares. Best Newcomer in my 10th consecutive year at the Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers fans. Uh, <laughs> But <laughs> like it was my first solo show. Yeah. It was my first solo show. Um, but it was ludicrously high concept. It was just sort of something I happened into.
0: What uh, What exactly was it?
1: So I had watched all 54 Disney straight to DVD movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you don't have to. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I kind of uh, thought it was a joke public service mm-hmm. that I was... Uh, you know, um, reviewing them all, essentially. So, like, don't watch Little Mermaid 2, but do watch Little Mermaid 3. Uh-huh. And so I was doing that, and then um, for Sarah Bonetto's gig, uh, uh, Storytellers Club, mm-hmm. she asked me to come along and tell some stories about, uh, I think it was faux pas, or, so, like, and I wrote these three three stories about uh, girls at high school mm-hmm. and it went quite well. they weren't quite well they weren't massively funny but they were sort of poignant and you know worked at a storytelling night yeah. and then our, at a, another gig I'd been doing the Disney stuff and I had these these things so I just put them together mm-hmm. and saw what happened and I had like the best gig I'd had in years uh-huh. and so then I was like okay I'll just write More tales of heartbreak, and finish watching all of these films, and so all of my usual stand-up stuff just couldn't couldn't go into that. Mm -hmm. So my second show was just a stick everything in there. So yeah, the second show didn't work, didn't have as high contact, and wasn't as satisfying for either me or the audience. I don't think because I don't well I did kind of like stuff it in, and there was a like a rough. Get out, claws, foot. Yeah, that that was why it was all a show. Yeah, <laughs> except it, there was no reason at all.
0: <laughs> do you think I was talking to someone the other day about Edinburgh and like people just don't do an hour of good stand-up. A lot of comics do create a whole show. Like they try to build a whole thing. Do you think that's more satisfying than doing just an hour of stand-up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah i was like, so over trying to write. I just did one. I, I guess I tried I just, like, last watch, year and I was like... I didn't
1: and like you watch it. like even the best American stand-ups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, do, they do the final joke and they go, okay, thank bye. And like, what, 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 what? That's not an ending. Mm-hmm. Like that, like... In all manner of performance, I think everything's on a, you know, a, a sliding scale. Like all performance is part of the same thing in some way. Yeah. But bands like know that they end with their strong stuff, and the light show is at the end, and there's an end. There's an ending, not just like okay, bye. Yeah. And it, it it just it's quite odd.
0: I guess the theory in U.S. stand-up is that you do end on your strongest joke, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that because everyone just goes thanks, bye. Yeah. Before the audience can take a moment to sit in that joke, maybe I don't know. Yeah, a lot
1: of the time yeah. they just walk off and be like uh, okay. I don't know, like the best people, it doesn't matter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But there's people who are medium who would could do with a long story to hook it all together.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Is there, have you ever done, uh, have you ever embarked on a project where uh, you were walking the line and it just failed? It just failed in a beautiful way?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um Sorry. What do, what what hasn't quite worked? <laughs> well, um, this year the 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 play I did just it, it, no one came. Scar-
0: Scaramouche.
1: Scaramouche Jones.
0: I wasn't it critically acclaimed.
1: Oh yeah, still nobody came. It was it quarter past twelve? Main mistake, I think.
0: Did yeah, I was gonna say did no one come because it was a quarter past uh, twelve. I suppose so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I lost money for the first time in quite a while. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's the first time you've lost money at Edinburgh in a, in while. a while. In a while, yeah. That's rare.
1: Oh, I tend to do three shows a day, so.
0: So yeah, so, so you're, you're picking up cash. Yeah,
1: you're splitting the rent. Yeah. Between three shows. That's uh, you,
0: that's one thing. There are many reasons why you amaze me, Tom Tuck. But uh, <laughs> one uh, one is that you have the stamina to do three shows during Edinburgh because this past year I was supposed to and I just couldn't. I. Be- I I think part of it was I had a show at two PM, a show at five PM and then hosting Spank at twelve thirty and my body was just like, You don't get to do all of this. Mm. Uh uh and the projects that you embark on are always like incredibly creative. Like you don't do just straight stand up. Even the shows you host, like you look at ACMS, there's it's got a beautiful cult following and it's something it's something special to the comedy scene in the UK—it's not just another late mm. night show or just another show. Well,
1: it, there seemed no point creating another late night show when mm-hmm. Luke, when Luke and I we were in Edinburgh. Um, must have been, must have been two thousand nine or ten when we first we sat down. Someone else's birthday mm-hmm. during was during Edinburgh. And we sat went for, for dinner and we were both chatting about how we both lamented the the lack of a a night where you could just do whatever the hell you wanted in London where there actually would be an audience. Yeah. So we decided to make one together Mm -hmm. and just sort of came up with principles and, you know, methods of getting the audience inculcated in our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And the failure, Noble Failure, is probably the biggest, the most helpful thing to that.
0: Yeah. What uh, do you... Like, do you ever feel like the need to create something a little more, um, I hate to... Straight. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: because well, I don't, I don't really sort of gig like you do. Yeah. I, I'm not But do you like... want to? I want to be able to, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I wanna know, want I'll, to. I want to know that tick I can do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to be able to put two things. I'm going like, oh, just screw you, Tally, screw you. I'm just going to do, do my job, you know, yeah. in a way. I mean, it's hard to define, you know. Is I said this on uh, Stu's podcast that there's some people who can't be anything other than a comic. Yeah. And those are comics. I'm a comedian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite that. Yeah. I'm not quite that. I'm a bit. I'm a bit too. I don't know, up my own arse, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you like like you like creating the things you create, like mm. the the podcast. Are you and Pierre still putting together the? Well, I was start. Can Can we talk about what that concept is? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Um, so, well,
1: yes, the, yeah. that 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 has is, that is, um, faltered at the moment, mainly right. mainly because of technical issues. Um,
0: well, can you explain uh, the the project? The project
1: is, is to uh, create a cricket team out of Americans. Right. Um, And you were our number one American.
0: Yeah, no big deal.
1: Um, We were uh, wicket-keeper-elect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so the idea was, yeah, we'd interview 11 Americans and then play a match.
0: Right. The interviews are a podcast, and then at the end of the podcast season, season... There's a match. Yeah. See, that is so high concept. And whenever I tell people, I was like, so it was on this podcast that Tom and Pierre are doing, people would be like, that is the most amazing idea (laughs) ever. Because so many people do podcasts where, well, quite frankly, like mine, where you're just talking to someone about what they do, be it, in our case, comedy, but, or in other Mm. things. Um, I had a question there, but now I can't remember... Where I I don't.
1: uh, Are you saying why I come up with high concept things? Yeah. I mean, I think it's part of philosophy degree. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Maybe. Um, And part, I I, I don't get worked up enough to do anything about it unless Uh, it interests me. Yeah. I don't think it interests me if it's just like, what's the reason for it?
0: And so, and then just doing like, pretty straight gigging doesn't interest you except for being able to tick the box?
1: Kind of, yeah. Uh I mean, I'd I'd, I'd like to have more material that I could trust in those situations and Mm -hmm. there's no way you can get that without doing it. So I would like, you know, I'd like to be able to, like, 20 bulletproof minutes. I have three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Three more than a lot of people (laughs) I mean, to be honest with you. I really like his piece of advice. To walk the line, one must fall the wrong side. Um, I did something recently that I've never done before. I made a video for YouTube, then for Facebook, uh, about politics, which I don't really ever talk about politics publicly. But it was basically just a short, brief video that said, um, not a big Trump fan, Uh, this is why I think Bernie is a good choice. And, oh boy, if you want to be a little scared slash amused go to my youtube page watch the video called trump why and then read all the comments because it was basically only trump supporters who took the time to comment and it is terrifying uh but yeah uh it was it was an interesting experiment and maybe i'll do more in this next section, I asked Tom how he stays healthy during Edinburgh and when he's working a lot. So we'll get his answer to that right now. And, uh, yeah, let's get back to it. When you're doing stuff like Edinburgh and you're embarking on, like, three shows a day, what, is it, what are your health habits like? Like, do you go out of your way to take care of yourself?
1: I eat well. Yeah. Um, you're I- a
0: fabulous cook.
1: Oh thank you darling yes um on my on my terms yeah. <laughs> um mainly butter yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> it's all the rage now, healthy fats yeah so,
1: like i i will I will never listen to anything fatty oh really just no.
0: like, like wait a minute, you won't listen to people saying
1: oh goji buddies go fuck yourself okay like go genuinely go see i'm
0: so into that shit Well, i I used to work in a health
1: food store really just because it was close to where i lived in edinburgh yeah um and it just like you go well yeah maybe some of the some of this stuff is good to it but it's not different from what it was last week like it's not any better for you or worse for you yes have muesli yeah fine but yeah. well, that's always been true <laughs> like- well
0: I think what happens is people get obsessed with one thing called a superfood like say goji berries which are I don't even know what they have in them say it's antioxidants it's probably antioxidants it's like yeah it probably has that but so do a lot of seasonal fruits and green vegetables so you don't like, have to I, spend like, I, 10 I, pounds for I'm
1: so much more in favor of eating local yeah and like that's clear if, if it's not traveled halfway across the world and it's decent quality surely it's going to be better overall yeah like, you know add in your own health plus the world mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bananas you don't eat bananas every day of them yeah do you really i love bananas <laughs> <laughs> they're, fine, they're good
0: uh so do you do you really try to eat locally like do you have a greengrocer and stuff that you go to, or you just do the best you can with do, what do you best, have. In? Do the best
1: you can. Yeah. Um, it's tough because you know I tend to order food online, and it's like it's just a picture of some stuff. Like I don't know where the spinach came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, you know that mangoes aren't going to be got yeah. rough got from round here, are? They? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That one, that one's assumed.
1: But uh, to go back to the original question, um, I was it my fir- my second Fringe, which was two thousand and uh, two, I think mm-hmm. 2001, two thousand um, one two. I was doing too much, and I had like a full physical breakdown at the end.
0: What's too much?
1: I was working thirty five hours a week in a pub. I was um, in at least two shows a day, and I was reviewing for three weeks. Uh, Lovely. And, and, yeah, just the day after the Fringe, everyone who still... Because I lived in Edinburgh. Everyone, all of us who were at Edinburgh University and had been around for the Fringe, we were like, oh, let's go to the beach. Mm -hmm. And so we went up to Portobello, and I fell asleep on a wall for six hours. (laughs) Everyone else had loads of fun. My body just went, oh, you're done? You're (laughs) done. (laughs) So I know, like, 15 years ago what my upper limit was. Mm -hmm. So... And, of course, I was drinking like a hound. Yeah. Um, so now, I, actually, I don't drink as much at the Fringe. Mm-hmm. I go to bed earlier than I used to. Um, usually because I've got an early-ish, early-ish, early-ish show. Yeah. Um, last two years have been between 12 and... Last few years have been between 12 and 1 have been my first show. Mm-hmm. So I can't stay up till five. It's just unsustainable. hmm Um and it's actually rare. I'll be up till three.
0: Oh, okay. You have a reputation in the community for being someone who stays out late and drinks heavily, but it's
1: used to. <laughs> well, one <laughs> <when> of <laughs> my first shows at six p.m.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, like, um, I don't know. I don't know I'm better at drinking than most people, I think. Oh, <laughs> I. <I'm- laughs> <laughs> I don't you really
0: metabolize it better.
1: I, I don't really get hangovers.
0: How do you not get hangovers? Like, do you... if what
1: I get is a hangover, everyone else should shut the fuck up.
0: How do you feel after a night of heavy drinking?
1: Like, I need some water and a bit of extra sleep.
0: Okay. Like, not not like certain, headache and no,
1: certainly not. What other people, like other people, seem to suffer. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't have enough sleep, then that that's more detrimental. If I hadn't drunk. If I hadn't drunk and only got three hours sleep, I would feel worse than if I'd drunk heavily and got eight hours sleep. Mm. I feel much worse.
0: Interesting.
1: I don't know, like I don't know why. Yeah. Just never really have, never really hit me like that.
0: Huh. Yeah, I uh, I go in and out with alcohol, where I'm like, I need to just stop completely, but it's very hard to do because it's so delicious. And then I had a uh, week. I had a week off
1: the other the other week.
0: How did you find that week?
1: Fine. It was irritating more than anything. It's yeah. Like having dinner, it's like I've got I've got some. Um, oh, we've got a nice bottle of wine in the fridge. Oh, I'm not drinking. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Did it affect your sleep going off booze for a week?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It took me a w- longer to get to sleep.
0: Yeah. That's usually the first thing I find, and then uh, and then I just find like like you said, things are a little more irritating. Or is it just the fact you couldn't drink that was irritating?
1: I think just the fact you couldn't drink, yeah.
0: What made you decide to take a week break?
1: Uh, just you should now and again, shouldn't you? Yeah.
0: How Do you drink nearly every night?
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I get on Jags where in Edinburgh, of course, I drink every night because I was hosting Spank. And then I thought I would have a, a brief period where I wouldn't be. And just continued drinking every night well into October and was like, I think I need to take a break. I'm, this, this can't be good at all. But okay, so you don't get hangovers and it doesn't affect your energy drinking nightly and it doesn't depress you. See, I just, I don't think so. I, I, I feel like it has. When I stop drinking and then my body gets used to the fact that I'm not drinking anymore, my energy levels and clarity goes up, like, throughout the day. So when you're just like, it doesn't really affect me that much. I'm like, that can't be a thing. It's supposed to affect you. Everyone says it's bad for us. How are you getting
1: away with it? I don't know. I mean, perhaps if I took a month off, I might notice a a, a difference. Yeah. But... I don't seem to. Yeah. I tend to have more energy when I'm doing more things, when I'm stimulated.
0: That makes sense, yeah.
1: So, like, if, if my, you know, if I've got stuff to do, and if I'm, like, walking enough and... Yeah. I don't, I don't exercise, exercise, really, but that is one thing I do need to do.
0: Do you, do you want to exercise or do you feel like you should exercise?
1: I want to do nice exercise. Like, what's I don't, nice exercise? You know, real sport. Mm-hmm. not gym which is sport minus fun yeah well, like, uh, like i don't yeah so cricket season will start up soon enough and so i'll get a little bit there um i don't go to football do you anymore. play
0: on a cricket team mm. oh, like a like a meetup type of thing or what, like, what does that mean like um like well what pick up basketball would be like oh no like, we like we
1: we've got a you know got a team and the oh, okay. base in battersea you can't oh. you can't really you can't get a pitch. Oh yeah, that, like, in the same way that need- like you just turn up to a basketball hoop, like it's going to be there. Yeah, you need a you know a cut square of grass, grass. yeah, um, and stumps and mm-hmm. things marked out. Yeah, and no one else to be on the rest of the pitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, good point.
1: I mean, you can play pickup cricket and it's fun, but it's just difficult to difficult to put it together. So- I need to, I need to find a football game nearer me.
0: Because
1: when I used to live in Oval, Mm -hmm. I'd go and play in the comics game on Tuesday afternoons. There's a comics game? Yeah. I didn't know. Football, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't play football, so there's nothing I can contribute. Well,
1: neither does Lewis Schaefer. Lewis
0: Schaefer? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go watch just for that.
1: I don't think think you can just go watch.
0: You can't just go, like,
1: support? No. Actually, I I don't... I think... Well, they've been quite sexist about it. I think Pascoe wanted to go and they were like, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, really?
1: I don't know. Like, take it up with Zaltzman. Uh <laughs> Oh, is he the one who coordinated? Organize, organize it, yeah. Uh. Um, but when I used to live in Oval, games in Crystal Palace and it was just one bus there. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like two or three trains and it's a two-hour game and it's more than an hour to get there, more than an hour to get back. And that's like five hours out of your day. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing about any type of exercise, whether you are going to go to a gym, a class. Well, that is an unnecessary noise. Um,
1: Someone's mad at the bingo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. But whether you're doing uh, gym or sport, it's just like if it's not clo- easy to get to, like you'll never go. Uh, I think they've done a study that's something like uh, a gym needs to be within like less than a mile of either your work or your house. Otherwise, it's.
1: I've just joined a yoga place that's just opened near me, and then I keep trying to get onto classes and they're all full. Oh, really? <laughs> like, oh, for God's sake.
0: What's the yoga place?
1: More yoga?
0: Of course. <laughs> what, uh, because you're quite flexible naturally. Yeah. Do, um. Do the
1: splits, put my legs behind my head.
0: No big deal. Um, do, as you've gotten older, has your flexibility changed at all or you're just naturally limber?
1: Yeah, well. Because
0: also this year my flexibility is going down because I do less yoga. So the fact that you drink without problems and you're naturally flexible, I'm like, how do I be you?
1: <laughs>
0: you can do three shows a day at Edinburgh. Uh,
1: well, so was it two years ago? I did um, a show, my third show in Edinburgh, which was my most under the radar yet. It was mm. so great. Only one reviewer found me oh. <laughs> on the last day as well. It really <laughs> pissed me off. It was like, not for you. <laughs> um, but I, I started the show with um, singing a Prince song mm-hmm. and then doing the splits. And the day after the Fringe, I was sort of sitting cross-legged on the bed, just checking my emails and whatever. I looked at and it, I was like, oh God, and I did a huge black bruise on the back of my left thigh mm. and I just hadn't noticed it and I don't like I'd torn something yeah. in a muscle and it had just and I just cause you don't look at the back of your thighs when you're in the shower no. I don't like, I just, rarely no, see not it. something I check up on <laughs> and so I don't know at what point in the fringe I had ruptured something in my leg but I'd done the splits every day on it after it's like and I was like oh well it's hurting so of course it's hurting I'm doing the splits every day and yeah I, you know haven't had time to warm up cuz i've been flying and so, so yeah it's not as good as it was
0: <laughs> does it does that leg ever give you trouble i tore a muscle in doing the splits on stage i was like look what i can do and as soon as i went down i felt a pop and my leg has never been the same since
1: uh no no I, it seems to have got back to
0: you just recovered
1: yeah although actually, i always tend to i tend to do the splits most often when i'm when i've had a couple yeah, which is a fine because uh, alcohols a muscle relaxant. But I'm yeah. showing off, so sometimes do it a little vigorously. And like, I've ruined a few pairs of trousers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good for you. Oh dear. Do you um like going back to exercise and whatnot? When you start doing cricket again, how often will you do cricket?
1: Depends what like every other week will be the games and mm-hmm. then there'll be there'll be nets every week
0: what are nets practices? practice practice yeah. okay do you um, with kind of everything going on in fitness and the the pressure it is for people to go to the gym or do something active do you think it's uh, overzealous or do you think it's necessary
1: I don't care yeah about anybody else <laughs> really i i I, you know i definitely should and could be healthier Mm -hmm. like yeah i could be less fat and that might help me with casting so
0: yeah i was talking to tom i was like i want to lose weight and just so maybe i could be on tv it just really is more for that than anything else
1: I mean, it's so it's so arbitrary, anyway. But yeah. I kept getting a while ago. I kept getting sent into castings where it's like, ah, uh, oh, he clearly likes his food, or he's a jolly sort. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> hmm, maybe I need to uh, pull pull this belt in a couple notches.
0: So, if you were to eat healthier, what would that look like? Or if you were to change. Or less, exercise more... Fewer pizzas. Oh, do you eat a lot of... I do love delivery? cheese. Cheese is amazing.
1: I do love cheese. Um, and I cook with a lot of butter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I probably just do less you know, less carbs in general. Yeah. Um, And more veg. But I not. it's not a. I, I Out of the two things, either eating more healthily or doing more exercise, I am... I'm much keener on doing my exercise.
0: Yeah,
1: much much keener. I've been been walking a lot more. That's actually. good. Just tr- trying to, I don't know, do a, you know if it's a, I would take a short bus ride? Oh, oh, I can walk 15 minutes instead. Yeah. Or even just there's a night you know the Parkland Walk by Finsbury Park. Yeah. Just going up there, like walking up to walking up to uh, Highgate and and pootling back.
0: I cannot tell you how frustrating it is to me to hear that Tom doesn't get hangovers because guess who gets hangovers? This girl. And uh, they are a huge hindrance uh, to... My ability to get things done as well as just drink, you know, it's really slowing me down. So I'm super jealous about that. Moving into the next section, we get more into the creative process, uh... And I really hope you're enjoying this episode. I hope you enjoy all the episodes. If you do, I'd love to hear about it. Maybe hop over onto iTunes and leave a comment. The more comments, the more positive comments on iTunes, the higher up on the charts uh, the podcast goes, the more listeners we have, and the more of a community that we can create and talk uh, to each other about uh, what what we're doing and what we're learning in our lives. That being said, why not join the Namaste Bitches Podcast Facebook group if you haven't done that already. Of course, all of this is linked in the show notes. But uh, like I said, if you have time, go leave a review on iTunes and join the Facebook group. It'd mean a lot to me. I'd really love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think of the podcast. All right, let's get back to Tom Tuck. When you're creating and doing, uh, putting together shows or podcasts or events, do you have a do you have a creative process so to say or do you have do you have a way that you organize your thoughts
1: it depends on what point it comes you know there's a lot of notes in the phone or scribbled in a book mm-hmm. and then going back over things going what did what what does this actually mean There's a, I i start a lot of projects in my head and then realise, oh, these are all the same idea. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and then, and then sort of restructuring them underneath each other. If yeah. You so once I got to that point, it's an A3 pad of paper and some sharpies.
0: In you do diagrams? Kind of.
1: Sort sort of bit like big big headers, and then sit and look at it. <laughs> what is this? Like, what is this?
0: <laughs> do you ever transcribe?
1: Uh, stand up yeah Um, I've only done that I've only typed a thing out twice once when I had to for it being a radio script and once when I had to to I was working with someone with a director
0: Mm mhm
1: but wouldn't otherwise
0: it doesn't do anything for you
1: oh mm, this. if I it depends how you want the bit to feel Mm mhm there's some bits where you want it to be precise and the the sentences to be well considered and come out feeling, you know, partly poetic. Yeah. And those bits I write down. I want to write them by hand.
0: Oh, okay. But um, then.
1: But other bits will just be bullet points. Mm hmm. Get to this idea, get to this idea, get to this idea, and then slowly build up the punchlines.
0: Mm Very cool.
1: And punchlines is a very generous word.
0: <laughs> what, how do you mean that punchlines is a generous word?
1: <laughs> very few of them. It's <laughs> well, generally sentences are like in a row. <laughs> and then the audiences occasionally go, oh, that was funny. That one was. So... Why are you being weird? What? Uh, is your I, phone doing things? Well, it's, it's on It's on airplane mode and keeps lighting up and there's no reason it should be.
0: Oh, technology, man.
1: Silly blighter.
0: Uh... uh do you, do you care that you don't have punch punchline, so to say? I mean, you have punchlines, don't you? Like, th- if if you talk and then there's a bit and then people laugh, that's the punchline. Yeah, yeah. So it might not be like a one-liner, but it, there's a punchline.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. It's just that they're know. they're often the line after where the punchline might be. I I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want to. I'm now. I'm like curious what the like.
1: Well, with, with the Disney show, okay. There were like it. It was different every day as to what people laughed at. or on almost every.
0: Did you change what you were doing? No.
1: You just have just have to then wait for them to laugh, and yeah, like, okay. So it's that's the punchline for you today. <laughs> Sure. I mean, there were, there were certain reliable bits, but... Yeah. But it it, it wouldn't... Yeah, it wouldn't be the same every, every day.
0: Do you find that frustrating? Or do you find that exhilarating?
1: It's just what it was. You just had to sort of deal with it. I don't know, yeah. It was... Maybe I should... I probably should spend more time trying to write jokes.
0: I mean, I guess it depends on how if you like that reliability in a show where it's like I say this and this and this and then people mm-hmm. laugh but then with the nature of the beast sometimes you do all that and it still doesn't go the yeah, way Yeah, I I had, I had, a, to.
1: had a, a line um, in the second show which I was convinced was the punchline mm-hmm. and it got only about a quarter of the time would it get the laugh <laughs> ended up having to mime something out to like guarantee the laugh
0: okay so
1: it was the, the the light it's about we were telling a story about we'd all gone up to the borders to just hang out go for walks and play cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um noticed that one of our number wasn't in the room with the only room with a fire mm-hmm. and where we were all playing cards and drinking nice whiskey we're like where's where's nick Yes. Oh, he's just got an iPad, as if that was an excuse for not being with company. What's he doing with it? Uh, is he attacking it, attacking it with his member like some kind of Ursat's stylus? Which I was convinced was the punchline. <laughs> no, I had to mind fucking an iPad to get that joke to work.
0: I think maybe what's an Ursat stylus?
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I found the problem. I know
0: what a stylus is. I know what a stylus is, but I don't know what an ersatz
1: is. Ersatz is um, uh, instead of the real thing.
0: Ah, I've never heard that word before. You just taught me something,
1: Tom. But uh, uh, because of the alliteration of it, I thought it was, you know, ersatz, stylus. I thought it was, yeah. a, it was a satisfying phrase. So yeah. That's why I wrote it. And nah. I won't go out of my way to write complicated verbiage.
0: That's just how your mind It's just
1: how yeah, what comes out of my head.
0: Well, I think that's the best kind of comedy is the comedy that comes out of your head. I feel like when people talk about being truthful in comedy, some people get really marred down by the idea of having to talk about their life. Mm. You know, which is fine if you do and fine if you don't, but I don't think that's where truth in comedy is. I think It comes from
1: honest responses to whether whether it's an idea or to your life. It's got to be an honest response,
0: I think. Well, and it's got to be what kicks around in your head. Like, if you're someone who just naturally thinks of more high concept or uh, a lot of alliteration or whatever in your... If that's how your mind works, then that's what's going to be funny. Um, But if you're... Like, I don't... Think in puns like i never would it's not something that mm. i find i think I it's a fun writing exercise yeah, I but nev- I it never
1: comes out on stage and I, I almost never never sort of come out with a pun on stage yeah i can remember one in my entire uh, life of the three hour long shows i've done was yeah. one pun and it came 40 minutes into the second show and people booed Oh uh, yeah, because they were just so unused to that by that point in the show. But it may, meant I got the actual. Then joke became me shouting at me like, "What? I'm not allowed to do a joke? Oh, go fuck yourself!" Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was a. Um, the punchline was a Sae Bjornborg. <laughs> uh, yeah, people were really like. Because the bit had gone on for about two or three minutes, and it was about like. The concept of the human, the human mind being um, uh, expanded by things in the world, and you know, like, we're all actually androids, and da 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 da. da. And I spent all this time getting like little laughs along the way to get to this stupid, stupid platform.
0: Oh, they thought it was going to build the one thing, and you just <sighs> oh, cut it yum, off. Yum yum, yum 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 <laughs> yum. It's fun to disappoint an audience. I think it's just as fun as to like get. Make them happy mm. Is to just kind of like Be like
1: no well, Remembering all the bits About that show Nice bits <laughs> <laughs> There's another bit about uh Do you know how to uh, How to make your American golfer name How Okay Think of a British Prime Minister Okay Their surname uh, Churchill And another one uh, Thatcher <laughs> And add a random suffix
0: A random suffix
1: Like Junior The third Okay So uh, Churchill uh, Thatcher the third <laughs> It does sound like an American golfer.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, do you have a piece of material that you're most proud of?
1: Um. Bit of mat- um.
0: Or do you have a, do you have a show or a project that you're most proud
1: of? I don't know, actually. Um, the Disney show I do like still as a as an entity.
0: Would you ever do it again, or do you still do it?
1: Um, I don't think I'll do it in this country again until I think I might do it ten years later. Yeah, from when um, from when I first did it, so twenty twenty one. But I I think I will I will do it if I get the chance in other English speaking countries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd love to do it Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America.
0: Have you uh, put forth any? Like, have you looked into going over to Australia to do the festivals or anything? No, like that? I
1: haven't really, because you do have to sort of lay out unless Melbourne takes you over. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but there's a New York producer who's interested in Ooh. it, and he saw it. He's seen it f- three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and seen me do. He came to see She... In fact, he bought. He, he did produced, you write Scaramouche? No. 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 Um, but I did it in 2005. Uh-huh. So, because the character's, the characters are 100 years old, so the idea is that I will do it every 10 years as I approach the age of the character.
0: Oh. And I like there's that.
1: there's a line near the end. Again, high concept, even though it wasn't it's not even my, my play. But, yeah.
0: But there's a line near the end. There's where... a line
1: near the end... um Fifty years to make the clown. Fifty years to play the clown. So my intention is to get to 73 when I will have done that show for 50 years. Oh,
0: that sounds amazing. <laughs> and kind of scary and well, sad I, all at so the same time. Hopefully I don't know in 2025 how... yeah.
1: um, people will come see it this time. Because they did not in 2005, they did not in 2015.
0: <laughs> did, was it at the same time in 2005?
1: No, it was at like eleven o'clock at night. It was a terrible idea. As that's well. also a really weird
0: time to do a play. <laughs> to
1: do a play about a clown that's got a little bit about the Holocaust in. Yum yum yum. <laughs> yeah, no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I think we only got five star reviews that time.
0: Do when stuff like that happens when you create something that is uh, like Scaramouche Jones that was critically acclaimed, but no one is. Showing up like there aren't punters, does that discourage you at all or do you care? Or
1: it certainly doesn't discourage me day to day in the performance, mm-hmm. but overall, I feel, felt a bit down about it. Yeah, um, although I came back to London and uh, anyone who hadn't been up to the fringe thought I had a wonderful time, <laughs> so I just didn't inform them that I hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> oh, happening. yes, it was marvelous.
0: <laughs> that's the best way to do it. <laughs> um, do you purposely make your solo shows now hard to find?
1: The last one, yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's the one where you made the...
1: Well, I wasn't in the Fringe guide, and I handmade every single flyer.
0: Yeah. Why Why did you decide to do that?
1: The Fringe every year trumpet the fact that the book is bigger and better than ever, and the prices go up for being in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're, so you're paying more for what they're saying is definitely a watered-down product for you. There Mm -hmm. are more things in there, so you are proportionately less of the book, and yet you're paying more for it.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, I just don't see that as... um, a fair or viable... The Fringe should be, in my opinion, a... uh, place where you figure out what a show is, where you build it in front of an audience where where the only thing that should matter is the audience, mm-hmm. not the reviews, not an agent, not transferring the show to anywhere else, putting it in front of real people, yeah that's that so I had my show was at three forty five and i d- I did a play went from, I think it was 12.40 to one forty, So between one forty and 2.40, I would make flyers. And then for the hour before the show, I would hand out flyers.
0: How did audience react to that, to having a handmade flyer? Good, because
1: it changes the um, power dynamic. You know, if you've got 10,000 flyers to get away, you don't give a crap who gets them. Well, I would only give a flyer to someone i go you know a handmade flyer and they'd go oh 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 but don't take it if you're not going to come mm-hmm. like Jane genu- I've only got 25 of these more today I don't, I'm not going to give it to you, <laughs> so you go, oh okay um, and people who I friends who I gave flyers to who didn't come keep them and yeah. feel guilty it's a, it's a guilt trip little bit of paper <laughs> Um. And then, you know, I had about 30, 40 people a day. Yeah. I was in the free fringe program, so some people found me that way. Yeah. Um, I was helped in being difficult to find uh, by the fact that uh, the bar had changed its name after oh. everything had gone to press.
0: Oh. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> Which is so
1: ludicrous. So ludicrous. Uh, everyone who had fires printed for that venue...
0: But not you.
1: No, I, well, I, I had a, a stamp made with the details.
0: Oh, okay. Oh.
1: So, boom, and so then I hand draw the rest of it. Yeah. But yeah, so even I had the wrong details on my flyers.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, that's gotta be illegal. I just think Tom is such a creative guy, and he does such interesting things. So if you ever see him gigging in and around where you live, go check him out. It's so good. He also hosts a show with John Luke Roberts called the Alternative Comedian Memorial Society, and they have shows um, monthly? I don't know. You can go check it out at a org. They're also on Twitter at A Noble Failure and uh, if you've never been to that show, it's a real treat. You've never seen anything quite like it. Speaking of shows, if you want to see me live, you can read all about my gigs at abagaliah.com and I will actually be headlining shows in Denmark at the end of this month, uh, March 28th, 29th, 30th. I think I'm in a different city every day, so I think I start out in Copenhagen. Copenhagen and then I go to Aarhus and then somewhere else in between. I should know this, but my uh my calendar just says Denmark. I should I should figure out where someone else organizes all that. But the actual details and links to shows are on my website dot Uh yeah, so let's get to this last chunk of the interview with Tom Tuck. So you said you feel like you have the most energy when you are busy when you have a lot of things mm. going. Um do you have trouble keeping all the balloons up and in up in the air or is it just the more the more going on the more can the more can be created?
1: The more the better I think, I think. Okay. So the more like the more I'm creatively engaged with doing something the more the the better quality of ideas I'll have, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and the fit like the sort of gig fitter you are.
0: Gig fitter.
1: Yeah, you know, being like being that. gig fit. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah, Come back in September. You're like, I can I can play anything right yeah. now. It goes away quite quickly, I find. Yeah. Um, but it means you can you can take an idea up on stage during the fr- during the latter part of the fringe and just you know you can find something, mm-hmm. whereas March, as we are now, I kept on stage like, ah, yeah. that well, okay, right, do you, do you guys remember, <laughs> it just, you know, well, it was, you just had the confidence to just start out on yeah. it.
0: Yeah. What, a, um, do you ever have trouble getting it all done? Like all your ideas?
1: Yeah. Lots of things fall by the wayside.
0: Does that upset you at all or, do you, do you, you can
1: always pick things out, I thought. like yeah. unless you're writing topical material or yeah. Start if if you think an idea is good, it, it can hold on. Hmm. Like, it, it can be re-examined later. I think.
0: Do you have any time management tricks that you do to help you complete all your stuff?
1: No, just yeah. just having deadlines makes things happen. <laughs>
0: you're flexible without trying you don't have hangovers you don't need to make yourself checklist this is not fair
1: well no I, like i'll take the first tick the third one i probably could be lo- loads better at getting stuff done
0: mm-hmm. um yeah i definitely
1: f- could spend more more time act- actually you know writing and coming I, up with ideas No, and- this
0: sounds really silly but sometimes i wonder how much anyone actually writes you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's that that many people. That's why or I how productive
1: ask. it actually is. Yeah. Because maybe there are people who do sit down and write at least two hours of stuff in a notebook and then it's garbage.
0: Yeah. It just turns into journaling. If I go, I'm going to write. Mm. If I do bullet points and then, like, subsections under bullet points to get to punchlines, that's... Much better for me than transcribing mm. an idea, because it hones it it hones me to the punchline. And if I try to write concepts, then I just wind up being whiny and it's a journal about why I think it's weird that Oprah is bought Weight Watchers. And
1: <laughs> Did she buy weight?
0: I don't. She's she bought a lot of stock in it. I don't know. She doesn't. She's not the sole owner of it, but. Um, her being their spokesperson, she's also bought an incredible amount of stock in them. So she's not, she's not just making money on the advert. She's making money on Weight Watchers. Mm. But I just, uh, like, I mean, the woman has sold so many diets (laughs) over the years that part of me, and I, someone was mentioned this and I went and I watched the advert and part of me was like. I think at this point you just have to understand that you like eating pizza more than you like being thin. <laughs> like, I just... I wanted to call Oprah and tell her that. But we're not friends. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Yet. 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 Um, do you think... I, I'll ask you this one question and this will about wrap us up. But going back to your uh, piece of advice uh, to walk the line, sometimes you must follow the wrong side do you feel too many people don't walk the line or take chances
1: I don't I, that's I think that maybe people don't think that they should like uh, don't think that being ambitious is a is something to aim for
0: and why uh Why do you think people cast that thought aside?
1: I think they just, you know, comedians just like making people laugh. Yeah. And that's fine as well, but why not?
0: What what do you get out of Walking the Line?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just a... (laughs) Maybe it is just um, a self-satisfiedness
0: <laughs> that can be enough right there
1: <laughs> highfalutin high-mindedness
0: do you ever get frustrated when you see a piece of work where you're like that could have been just so good great if they had just taken more chances with it like do you ever get frustrated with your
1: friends Not necessarily not necessarily chances but but, but, but a full idea, a full idea behind it rather than it it being things in a row.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, I've been telling people, like, since Edinburgh, how much I hated doing, like, a show show. But i just rather tell jokes. But when you say it, like, just a bunch of things in a row, I'm like, oh, but I don't want to just do that. But,
1: like... It, it could, it can be yeah. the best, like... There's no doubting that kits and shows are funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Kits and stand up shows. There's no doubting they're damn funny and funnier than most straight stand up shows. Yeah. Like there's no reason that things can't be high concept, high minded and funny as fuck. <laughs> Not saying that I've achieved that every time <laughs> I've done it. Like my yeah, my uh the, the square root of minus one show was high-minded, it was an attempt at a Wittgensteinian demonstration of the necessity of a lie inside everyone's self um, image. Yeah. Didn't tell anyone that because no point it wouldn't be a Wittgensteinian demonstration otherwise. (laughs) Um, And some days it wasn't that funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When Stu Goldsmith came to see it it wasn't that funny. Yeah still a little bit of poetry in it first time a river goes down a mountain it can only do it randomly but from then on well it's been down once <laughs> uh, it still had the the, the high minded bits just I'm not a good enough comic to make it as funny as it could have been and should have been uh,
0: well but I like yeah oh that's cool Um. alright we're uh. we're about to wrap up here Um, can you, first of all, how, if people want to find you or reach out to you, what's the best way to find you?
1: At Turley God.
0: At Turley God.
1: Across the place. Okay. And so, uh, Twitter, Instagram, various other things, Mm -hmm. uh, T-U-R-L-Y-G-O-D, five points if you can name the Shakespeare tragedy from which that is a quote. Uh,
0: nope. Nope, can't oh well,
1: <laughs> no. no points for you. No,
0: oh. <laughs> um, this is going to go out on the fifteenth. So, do you have anything going on right now that you want to plug?
1: Well, um, the thing I'm mainly doing now is being a, a host of the uh, the Crystal Maze live experience in mm. London, uh, but that's sold out till November.
0: So, never mind. Yeah,
1: <laughs> fuck you. <is.
0: laughs> Should have planned ahead. Should have planned ahead. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast. And can you give your piece of advice one more time?
1: To walk the line, sometimes one must fall the wrong side. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me.
0: So that's it. That's Tom Tuck. Please check him out on Twitter at Turley God. Uh, The Instagrams, all the things. Of course, this is all in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Join the Facebook group. Go to Namaste Bitches Podcast on Facebook. Let's have a conversation. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a beautiful day and namaste.